26th Street today is the shell of what it used to be. Nowadays, the first thing one notices when walking down 26th are all the vacant lots. Small businesses are a thing of the past. Now, it's more common to see chain stores such as Family Dollar or Slice Factory. You may be asking yourself, why is this happening? To answer your question, we have to observe how once most of the immigrants from the 90s assimilated and gathered wealth, they ended up moving to suburbs like Cicero, or they bought homes in Midway, leaving behind the more recent and significantly poorer wave of immigrants behind. Soon, gentrification saw chance and began to pour in from the neighboring community of Pelson. Despite this, the street vendor scene of the 90s adapted to the changing landscape of 26th Street. Up next, I'll be interviewing my girlfriend, an experienced street vendor, on her experiences. Hey, can you just introduce yourself real quick? Yeah, so my name is Miriam Gama. I'm the co-owner of Asignarte Artesanías Mexicanas, which is a small family-owned business, and we bring exported goods from Mexico, and we sell them here in the city of Chicago. Yeah, thank you for being here. I know that you and your family are very involved in the street vendor scene, and actually have been for quite a while now. And I just wanted to ask, what does it mean to you to be a street vendor? Uh, well, for me, it means being able to provide for my family while sharing our culture with the city of Chicago. Yeah, I know culture plays a big role in what is being a street vendor. And 26th Street actually used to serve a very similar purpose like that. The businesses on 26th used to serve as portals to the homeland where people would come and buy imported Mexican goods. What do you think makes being a street vendor different or unique from what a business is on 26th Street? Yeah, so I believe that what makes us unique is that we're able to collab with other street vendors and we're able to move around the city. That way we're not tied down to one place and we're able to bring our products to different people. So you mentioned different customers. How do you think that's contributed to the success of street vendors? Yeah, so by being able to move around all over the city, we are able to reach different types of customers that aren't exposed to the culture as much, as opposed to if we were to be in 26th Street, where people have their own means of getting exported goods from Mexico. You mentioned selling to people who aren't as familiar with the culture. By that, do you mean primarily white folk? Yeah, that's actually the irony of it. Um, a big percentage of our clients are white, and although they do help support our vendors, they are the contributing cause to gentrification and why so many businesses here on 26th have been closing down. But I guess if gentrification isn't something that can be stopped, um, the tradition of importing Mexican goods can still live on through street vendors. As we stand right now, gentrification continues on 26th Street's west side. The Novak Corporation is planning a shopping plaza right in front of Little Village's famous arc. And the commodification of culture 
is becoming essential for street vendors to make a living. Maybe you're wondering, what can we do about this? Are we doomed to suffer the same fate as Pilsen? Were local Mexican businesses turned into coffee and brunch shops overnight? I don't believe so. Historically, the Mexican people have been a people with resistance in their blood. Today, amidst all of the gentrification, community groups exist that are fighting gentrification. Groups such as Pilsen Alliance and Little Village United, which have successfully primaried the aldermen that hurt our communities and campaigned against the interests that have facilitated the gentrification of our home. Just as my father built this community, I know that I'll do my part in maintaining it. I'm Alexis Duran, and this was Urban Look.